And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Squared Circle Countdown. I'm your host, DJ. Alongside with me is my tag team partner, Mike O. That would be me. <laughs> welcome to the first episode. We just had a little hiccup there, but I'll edit that out in post. Uh, welcome to the first episode of the Squared Circle Countdown, a show where we're going to focus on the best things happening in the world of professional wrestling. And we're not going to focus so much on the negative things. You could go on any other podcast that is going to do that. Here, we're going to give you the top 10 best ma moments and matches that occurred in all the brands. Whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, Impact Wrestling. Occasionally, we'll add NWA, MLW, Ring of Honor. If it's something worthy enough, we'll put on a countdown. Then we'll give you our power rankings. And we'll give you the top five shows of the week. Here, we're going to focus on the good things of professional wrestling today. If you want to go negative, I can give you a plenty plenty of people content creators that do that and bless them for doing it not criticizing that's their thing that's what they want to do here we do something different here so sir yes, well like i said we're gonna tonight today's agenda is we're gonna do the top 10 and we're gonna give you our power rankings and our top five shows of the week so you want to go into it you want to start with number 10 let's get started please i'm ready i'm excited oh, okay it's number 10. Number 10. Me, if I want a main event WrestleMania, I have to go to Fastlane. I have to face Roman Reigns, and I have to win the Universal Championship. And that is why I went into business for myself. So I guess if you use air quotes, that somehow cancels out everything, right? I get it. L listen, maybe I should have made myself clearer. Roman Reigns has already beaten you. Hell, he beat you at Elimination Chamber, and I understand the circumstances, I get it. But a win is a win. And if we're talking about wins, I won the Royal Rumble. I outlasted 29 other superstars, went one to 30, over 60 minutes, and you were in there, by the way. Listen, I have mutual respect for you. I like you. I just don't like how you did this. You're better than this. But you're not better than me. And there you have it right there. Long clip there. Sorry that we start off the show with a long clip. But yes, that was, that is number 10 on the countdown this week. Edge calling out Daniel Bryan for his recent actions. Uh, trying to get his way into the main event at WrestleMania. Um, it was a great segment overall. I thought it was a great promo, but I got my first question for you, Mike, is uh, from that promo, who are you behind more? Are you Honestly, I, as much as I love both of them, Edge, Daniel Bryan, I'm going to have to lead towards a Hall of Famer, Edge. I think he's got the advantage. I think, you know, as good as Daniel Bryan is, he wants to step in, wants to try to take away Edge's opportunity from headliner WrestleMania. Um, as far as, you know, maybe a triple threat match, questioning has been coming up with that. But I'm, I'm going to have to stand by Edge on this one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Edge. And again, of course, Daniel Bryan. But I think in this situation, um, the important thing you got to think about is that Roman Reigns is the focal point to get him over. And whether it's a heel or face, it don't matter. You're, he's the younger talent, quote unquote. You want to get him over more. And the match with him and... Just say if he was a retain up mania, I mean that would make him a uber uber heel. So I 
I'm in favor. <laughs> of, I'm more on Edge's side on this whole situation. But I do like the fact that they're trying to, you know, you got one pay-per-view before WrestleMania. So you got to have something in between that time period. And you don't want Edge and Roman really getting a lot of physical confrontations. You want to build that matchup with less confrontation, physical confrontation. And I guess in certain Daniel Bryant, um, it, it works perfectly. But one question for you, though, because it I don't know. We've seen it before. It's happened before in WrestleMania history when the world title uh, was it was a triple threat match uh, for the world title. Do you think we will see a triple threat match uh, for the universal title of WrestleMania? You know, we've seen it, like you just said, we've seen it a couple times, and I want to see it. I would love to see a triple threat match. But I don't know. I think I think with Roman Reigns, a one-on-one -on -one match would be a lot more better. I think one-on-one -on -one helps Roman Reigns stand out, helps push him more. Um, I think a triple, th triple threat match will put more eyes on Edge and Daniel Bryan more than Roman Reigns. And you always want to keep all eyes on the champ, all eyes on the champ all the time. And, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I hope to see a triple threat match, but in this case, I, I don't think there's going to be one. It's either going to be Edge or Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, you could possibly see that swerve because a lot of people are speculating that it's going to be a, a repeat of WrestleMania 30, um, inserting them in the match with like Randy Orton and uh, Batista. And you could possibly see that, but I, I'm okay with either one. I think the one-on-one -on -one match would benefit Roman Reigns more, but a triple threat would uh, definitely be good to see because Daniel Bryan is an incredible wrestler. So is Roman Reigns. So is Edge. He's the best of the three, in my opinion. So, I mean, we'll be in for a treat if it's a triple threat, but if you want to if you want to elevate your younger guy, I think the one-on-one -on -one encounter would be better. But we'll see how it goes. This Sunday at Fastlane, Daniel Bryan's challenging Roman Reigns for the universal title. Will there be a, a wonky finish, which would cause a triple threat? Or we might get a clean finish, and one of them, too, could be facing Edge at WrestleMania, and I can't wait to see. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> get the chat going. Well, that was number 10 on the countdown this week. What is number nine? Number nine. Go. No, 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 this is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What this does is
I'm going to have to repeat that. <laughs> I had myself on mute again. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, number nine on the countdown this week is Ace Austin, Chris Bay. One-on-one encounter before Ace Austin's uh, match with uh, TJP, challenging him for the X Division title, but he took the loss there in that match. It was a great match overall. Um, first question I have for you is, what did you think of the match? Did you see the high-flying moves in that match? Ace Austin flies out of the ring backwards as a backflip. The way he jumps does like a three-point kick in, in like the middle of the match. Um, the way Chris Bay even flies over the ropes on him, not even with a second thought. Back and forth match the whole time. You didn't know who was going to win. I, I thought it was a phenomenal match. And we discussed this when we did the watch along last week uh, for the WWE pay-per-view. Um when you're gonna make it, when you're gonna do suicide dives, if you're gonna do any of the fancy stuff, it's gotta make sense. It's gotta make uh, psychological, like as far as reading psychology, it's gotta make sense. Yeah. And they would do that. They'll do a big move and immediately throw him back in, pin, or it'll set him up for a bigger move. Like it made sense, and that that's why, like as far as that style, I would put them in the top ten right now, both of them, and I could probably be getting crap for it but it, when it comes to old school psychology they get it and that's why they stand out in that division and they're going to stand out as far as that style because it's a different style from everything that we're used to from the early from the late 80s early 90s and all that even up to uh 10 years ago it's a different style the super kicks the leg slap and all that but i think okay oh, no, you can keep going that's oh no 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 i was finished i was finished go ahead no, nah, I'm just saying with just, you know, repeat of what you're saying. I think what makes a wrestling match also today is the high flying, the super kicks, the kicks out of nowhere. You know, you don't see it coming. And I think that's what makes an amazing wrestling match, too. You don't see it coming. It comes out of nowhere. And that's what impacts a wrestling match. Just like those two guys bringing all that to the table. And, you know, I think that's one thing, in my in my opinion, that makes a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And. And were you surprised that uh, Ace Austin got the uh, the L before <laughs> his big match? You would think like in a, a big matchup like between these two that Ace you Austin will walk one more time, EJ. I didn't hear that. My fault. No, it's okay. I, I was just saying. Were you surprised that Ace Austin got the loss in that match? But I mean, he's the one going for the title. Just a mere four days later, Chris Bay. I, I mean, probably the same contention. I could understand that you want to be the guy like to. Um, but like, hey, I deserve a shot. Right? Insert me, a triple threat. But I, were you surprised that Ace Austin got the loss in that? Honestly, I wasn't surprised because, you know, once again, you got two phenomenal wrestlers in the ring at the same time. And, you know, anybody could have won. So even with him going up against TJP for the title, Chris Bay had just as equal opportunity to win that match. So honestly, I, I wasn't surprised. I think the goal was to put on an amazing match between them two and anybody could have won. Chris Bay came out on top. And the, the, pretty much you wrap this up with a nice bow. I'm telling people that if you're not a fan of Impact Wrestling, if you don't watch Impact Wrestling, please give it a, a consider it. It's a great show, a two-hour show every Tuesday. You're, that is the unsung hero of professional wrestling today. They put on an incredible show each and every week. And you're going to miss out on guys like this, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. I'm telling you. I mean, think about it. Trey Miguel. He was a guy that went to NXT, but eventually came back <laughs> three weeks later. But, I mean, 
before you see these guys go to WWE, you've got to watch them here. And I think these two guys, you will see in the WWE probably in the near future. But for now, watch what they're doing and watch the show all together. So, recommendation right there. That's number one, uh, number nine on the countdown. Let's go on to number eight. Number eight. Yes, sir. Sammy Zane talking trash to Big E, slapping away at the champion. Frustration perhaps building in for the challenger. Big E set across the ring. Just ran through the... Oh, my goodness! Big E just ran through Sammy Zane's clothesline. And now Sammy Zane's going to pay. Big E has Zane in the big ending. Covered by the champion. And just like that, Big E retains. All right, well, that's number eight on the countdown. This week, Big E, Sami Zayn on SmackDown this past Friday night. Big E getting a big victory, but before that, had a great promo uh, discussing what happened to him with the attack from Paula Cruz a couple weeks prior. Um, then issued the open challenge, Mr. Baron Corbin, one of my favorite heels. And things for, for the uh, fans, the listeners, I'm a heel sympathizer, so... I'm more of a heel guy, always been. But uh, Barry Corbin came out, accepted it, but Sami Zayn stepped in, <laughs> inserted himself into a match, put on a great show, great match, but again, Sami Zayn fails to capture, recapture the Intercontinental Championship. So uh, my first question for you, Mike, is uh, it's a s- simple question. What did you think of the match? I thought the match was good. Um, I was, you know, I was debating on putting Big E in my top five performers of the week. Um, every time he comes into the ring, I especially I love a special move, the big ending. I love the name and everything with that. Just the way he executes. He just stands there, you know, Sami Zayn runs into him like he's running into a wall. Big E, you know, the way he throws people around the way, ring, doesn't think twice about it. Um, I thought it was a great match. Yeah, and yeah, I love the finisher too, and Real quick, I do love the fact that he's on his own. Um, I love the New Day thing, and they're still kind of doing it on Raw with, you know, Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi Kingston. Kofi got his chance uh, two years ago, getting the world title. Um, I thought it was great for him. It was a great run. I just don't like how it ended. Um, I would have been more of a fan how it ended if they had a follow-up match to that. That's the only reason I did not like how that reign ended, but I think it's Big E's time, and this is a small step. Him with the Intercontinental title... And eventually we may see him as a WWE champion or a universal champion. And we might see that real soon. And I can't wait because there's no one more deserving of it other than the other guy that's champion right now, Lashley. If there's another guy, here's one right here. And did you have something to add? I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw you. Do you have something to add there? What did you say one more time, EJ? No, I was saying, do you have something to add there? Oh, no, I'm good. Oh, you're oh, good. good. Okay. I was, waiting, I, was, I was waiting to see the big boulder Lashley, man. I was ready. <laughs> well, um, what do you think about the whole, uh, well, obviously, he had he, Big E cut the promo on Apollo Crews, and then, of course, after the match, he was attacked. I mean, what do you think about this whole angle with uh, Big E and uh, uh, Apollo Crews, and, like, what do you think? Are you taking a liking to the new Apollo Crews? I think Apollo Crews and Big E, both of them are two guys that the WWE hasn't really pushed at all 
in a while. And to take two people like that, two names who aren't really always thrown out there and like the top 10 wrestlers, you know, the, the big names and everything to take two guys like that and add them into something that's going to be exciting for everybody to see. And I, I love the new angle. I hope Biggie, I'm not a, an Apollo Crews fan, but I still like both of them as performers. I like what they're doing so far. Um, and, you know, I think Biggie's going to get up to the rankings to be like a, a Roman Reigns competitor one day and hopefully to, to win a universal championship. Hey, you know what? I'm, I've been an Apollo Crews fan, and it's a sin that it, it's been a, a long build for him. I mean, he was what they, you know, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Titus O'Neil, Titus Worldwide, what was that, three years ago? And then, of course, he goes to SmackDown. You think it was, you know, new beginnings. And then same old, same old. Then he goes back on the Raw. And then he gets the U.S. title. And that, that was a really weird reign. And, of course, that was in the beginning of COVID. So he might not have felt comfortable. Um, eventually, he fell to uh, uh, Lashley by forfeit. <laughs> um, now he's over here on SmackDown again. I, I, I got to say, like, it's something new. And if you want to get a guy over, like, most heels that go baby faces, it, it, it goes, like, think about the top baby faces in history. They ha they have to go through the heel route. And if they're going to get behind a guy like him, I think this is the best time, like, make him a heel, you know, let him come out how he, tr how he truly is, like, and put, do it in heel fashion. Eventually, when he gets to becoming a face, I mean, I, the sky's the limit. I can't wait to see when that happens. That's my point right there. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No, I'm good, man. You covered all the marks. You know, with Apollo Crews, like you just said real quick, I think Apollo, once they build him up to, to be a good heel, I think he'll be a great baby face. I think, I think to, to start off, you have to start him off as a heel, like you just said. And then right from there, if they can handle being a heel, if they can handle all, you know, every all the booze and all the crowd hate them and everything, he can handle anything. Mm -hmm. so. I you know what? I can't wait because now they're going to be allowing fans in. So we'll see how the fans react to it. I'm sure they're going to boo him in because Big E's a fan favorite. Always, He's been for a while. So we'll see. Yes, when, sir. And hopefully they might do something with WrestleMania. You, that's where it's leading to. Uh, that would be a good match for the, both of them at a good, you know, the biggest show of the year. All right. Well, that was number eight on the countdown. It's time to go to number seven. Number seven. Let's go. Have we reached the inevitable? The animalistic almighty WWE champion is hunting the Miz. And now the Hardlock, the inevitable Hardlock, the full Nelson. The middle of the ring and nowhere to go. And Miz taps again. Lashley retains. And there you heard it right there. Number seven on the countdown this week is Lashley defending his title against The Miz in a rematch from the week prior. This time, Lashley has the title. Facing The Miz, trying to regain, recapture the WWE title. Well, he failed to do so. And I'll tell you now, it started off great with Miz cutting a great heel promo, trying to justify his actions from the week before. And you get a, a whole new entrance for the Almighty. And, of course, Miz was dominated throughout the match. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got what you got. And Lashley retains. My first question for you is, uh, 
overall, from the promo to the match to the ending, what did you think of it? That master lock, or what they called the lock. Like, could you imagine being put in that? He was throwing Miz around like a doll. Like, Miz had no chance from the get-go. He started talking. He got on screen. Him and John Morrison standing there talking, talking, excuse after excuse. As soon as the match started, you already knew he was going to put him in that lock, toss him around, smile a little bit, and, and still leave the championship. You know, still leave with the championship. I just, you know, Lashley, I, I just don't see nobody beating Lashley. I don't, especially not the Miz. Like, but I thought, I still thought it was an okay match, but Lashley just tossed him around. Easy win. I, I liked it because it really showcased Lashley right there. With the entrance to the match, the domination in the match, you really just built him up to an incredible heel, to an incredible champion. And it's wondering, like, it's got me thinking, and I have to ask you this. At this point, with how they built this match, how they built the entrance, are we seeing a build-up to Lashley retaining at WrestleMania? Or do we see it as a build-up so you can build up a big heel to go against Drew McIntyre for his chance to capture the gold in front of the fans that he should have had a year ago? Where do you see it going? As good as Drew McIntyre is, he's got the Claymore kick, you know, he's got, you know, build up and everything, you know, he's got the badass look and all. And, um, I just, I honestly, 100% don't see nobody beating Lashley. I don't. Wow. They built Lashley up this far. They build him up. He's a, basically the big guy, the Hurt Business under MVP. They build him up this far. They got, you know, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, the tag team champs. I don't, I don't see him t- tearing his group down anytime soon. And they're gonna make Bobby Lashley that big leader. Um, I, like I said, I don't, I don't even see nobody in the locker room beating him. So as, as much as a good match as he's gonna put on with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, I, I see Lashley retaining for a long while. Well, it's funny you said that. I, I think because we talked about this already, that people are starting to turn on Drew in a way. Like you go into, like on Twitter and the wrestling community, they, they feel like he's too bland. But I didn't. And we'll talk about it because. McIntyre and Sheamus are going to be in the countdown. Spoiler, spoiler alert there. Uh, and we're going to talk about the new attitude that Sheamus is bringing out of him. But before that, it just a lot of people just didn't think he... Uh, he they weren't liking what he was doing. Like it, They said it was too... Um, ge- he was being too much of a gentleman, I guess is the best way you could say it. And as far as Lashley... I mean, look what he's been doing for the last month. I... Here's the thing. If he was to retain that mania, and if you keep that intensity that McIntyre has been showing with Sheamus going into SummerSlam, and if you're going to have that in front of a crowd, if he, if the Almighty was to have the title tilt that and drops it in front of a crowd, like, you know, the Drew at SummerSlam in front of a crowd, I'm okay with that. I would be okay with him uh, retaining that mania. Not for two reasons. I don't think in no way, shape, or form a guy like Bobby Lashley should be a transitional champion. Two, again, a guy that's been so deserving of this opportunity, if he was to hold it until at least SummerSlam, I think it'd be a great lengthy reign for a guy like him. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, again, it, it remains to be seen. I mean, it could go either option. Like I said, they either course it's like they're going to build him up just to drop the title at Mania, or they're going to give him a title, title reign. I can't wait to see where they go with it, and that's the beauty of pro wrestling. It, you can make fun of us. It's a male soap opera, and we get sucked in each and every week. 
especially Monday Night Raw, knowing that we, sometimes it's going to be a train wreck, but we still watch all three hours. <laughs> I'd like to watch males wrestle. What's wrong with it? Leave us uh, alone. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, so enough of that. <laughs> we, we just talked about him, so here we are. Number six on the countdown. Let's go. Number six. Playing. Goaded McIntyre back to the outside of the ring. And now Sheamus is calling for the steel stairs. Oh, Sheamus got a handful of steel and some bad intentions. They, they both oh, my got, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. McIntyre and Sheamus with steel in hand. Oh, my God. My goodness. Yes, and you heard it right. <laughs> they were playing chicken with steel chair, uh, steps. <laughs> Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, the no DQ match on Monday Night Raw last week. Gets number six on the countdown this week. Uh, the blood feud continues between these two, and they went into a DQ match. And as you heard, it ended with a referee stoppage when both men uh, raised steel uh, st stairs and ran towards each other, knocking them both senseless. And... I mean, it was perfect selling by both of them, but overall, I mean, you had a draw. Uh, first, I have to ask you, because there's a few questions I have to ask you about this one. What did you think Brutal. of the match overall? Overall, I thought it was a phenomenal match. Again, I'm going to be saying the word phenomenal a lot tonight if nobody's ever noticed. Um, but I thought the match was phenomenal, though. Two guys, especially, you know, with Drew getting beat up before the match in the back room, came out, attacked Sheamus before he could even make it to the ring. Um, just going back and forth, hitting each other. Sheamus hitting white noise on him, throwing him around. Drew McIntyre hitting him with a Claymore kick. Excuse me. Outside the ring, inside the ring, overall 100% phenomenal match. I loved it. Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, going back to what we were just talking about it, is that a lot of the people were starting to turn on Drew in the wrestling community. And I see it on Twitter. And, um, and then... A lot of people, you know, videos I watch on YouTube and all that discuss about uh, Drew McIntyre. But the thing I've noticed that with, throughout this whole feud with Sheamus is that you're seeing a more aggressive side of Drew McIntyre. I mean, do you think, do you like this whole new side? Do you think this is the side you can get behind? Well, I thought they were both aggressive, honestly. I thought both him and Sheamus brought aggressiveness to the table. Oh, the way yeah. Took the, one of the best parts of my favorite the match was with the kendo sticks. You just seen him. You just seen the hate and the hatred for each other, and the mother beating each other. Sheamus beat him with the kendo stick. McIntyre beat him with the kendo stick. You saw the marks on their back. You saw the blood. You saw the scars. You saw the hate, and especially at the end with those steel steps. Was, and and you actually when they slow moded up, you saw Sheamus's head when they smashed right with the steel step. You just saw his head bounce, fell down, and the steps kind of fell right on the edge of his head. You just, you know, you've seen the hate, you've seen the aggression. I, I could watch a match again after, you know, later on tonight. And right there, like what you said, you you, you could see another match. And it just, like the only other feud I would say that was close to this with uh, uh, Drew McIntyre was probably the ones with Randy Orton. And those were two guys that were brought the side out of him. If this guy was out the whole time throughout his whole title ring, I don't think people would be thinking, saying the things that I'm seeing on uh on Twitter and all, I, I think they have to go this route and continue to go down this route. And I, I, I think Sheamus is the perfect guy to bring down with him. And uh, one thing I, 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 I have to ask you this: It's like, do you think these two men are going to face off one last time at Fastlane? 
And would it be a chance for, you know, the uh, the go after the WWE champion at WrestleMania? Or do you feel like we might, if there might be a triple threat, I'm hoping they don't do it with both belts, but if one of them was to be a triple threat, if this one, would you be okay with seeing this as a triple threat? I don't know about having all the all the championships as triple threats, you know, like one-on-one, you know, one-on-one matches, is, I feel like just bring out the better competition in the two wrestlers. When you involve that third person, it could, you know, it could be iffy, you know, you're like, you want to concentrate on the main two guys beating each other up, leaving them all in the ring, all on the table. And I feel like that third guy messes things up. So like, I would love to see Drew versus Sheamus one more time at Fastlane. But other than that, um, I think they should go down the road of, you know, start a Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley thing going into WrestleMania. That would be a good rubber match for the last uh, bout between them two. Um, I even thought, I don't know if we discussed this, I thought they were possibly going down the road where you were going to get a fatal four-way. We haven't seen that since, what, WrestleMania 2000 with The Rock, Big Show, Triple H, and Mick Foley. This time... You got four guys to go with the title. I'm just throwing it out there. This it, it it's still possible. It could happen because you got again tonight as we're speaking right now. You got the Miz going after Lashley, so we'll find out what happened. He's getting another shot at the title. The possibility of the Miz, the guy that cashed in, got the title, lost it to Lashley. That's one corner with Lashley being the champion. That second corner with okay. with Drew McIntyre, obviously the man that lost the title. Um, at Elimination Chamber and really hasn't he got a rematch? No. I'm, no. I'm trying to vision it. I'm no, trying to vision no, it. No, he trying. didn't. I, I Lashley stepped I in. See it. I see it. <laughs> Lashley stepped in. He got the match before he even got the rematch. And I know they ooh, the rule, they got rid of the rule. Bull crap because they, here's the Miz getting his third ch- second chance at the title. So that rule, it still exists. And then you add the uh, personal element, too, and a chance for a guy that hasn't had a chance in a while in Sheamus. There you got your four-corner match. If you're not going to get a triple threat, a four-corner match would be perfect. You know what? I would I would actually take that. Like, I don't know why. I just don't. I'm not a fan of triple threats. Like, I, I could have eight, eight men in a ring, you know, fighting while I'd be happy. But I don't triple threat match. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong with me on a triple threat match. But a fatal four-way match, I would love to see it. Love it. It would be different, and they haven't went down that path in 21 years. So, hopefully, I, I again, personally, I would like to see McIntyre, Lashley, Mania, and Lashley retain. But if you want to go different, if you want to go outside the box, I mean, that, there's the match right there, and it makes Let's sense. Go outside the box. Let's go outside that box. Yeah, because it makes it. sense. All, all four, they're all connected in one way or another. All in the common goal, being the world champion. You, get, you can't get any better than that. You got so, me all riled up, EJ. You got me all riled up over oh, here, man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that was number six on the countdown. Do you have anything to add before we go to number five? Uh, what, what, can you repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. No, I was it's just fun. saying, uh, do you have anything else to add before we go to number five? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. I'm ready for number five. Bring it. Okay. Well, that was number six. Let's see who made number five. Number five. Oh, uh, the worm has turned. Yeah, like I said, a rat. Uh, now hold Long on a clip. Now hold on a minute. Shut up, you stupid son of a bitch. 
You really think we don't talk to each other every single day, huh? Huh? You really don't think we were waiting for you to hang yourself, MJ? I'll tell you this right now. Since I'm the one that brought you into the inner circle, I'm the one that's going to bring you out of the inner circle. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a little embarrassing. Well, I can't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this footage home and watch it. On behalf of the inner circle and Chris Jericho, your ass is fired! Hold on, hold on, hold on, Chris! And on top of that, we're gonna give you a little old school inner circle beatdown. No, no, right no, 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 Chris, 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 hear me out. Chris, I didn't want to take over your inner circle. Chris, I swear to God, I didn't want to take over your group. I swear, man. I swear. He's crying. Because I was too busy building my own. And there you have it, folks. Number five on the countdown this week, MJF's new stable, his new faction. The faction he was talking about a couple months ago, and now we see <laughs> the end result. It was never him being in the inner circle. It was him forming his own with FTR, Warlow, and Sean Spears. I have to ask you, what? What the hell? First question for you. What were you expecting? Before all this, what were you expecting to happen at the World War Council? I have no idea. I'll be straight up honest with you, EJ. I have no idea. Going into this thing, I don't know what they were going to do, what was going to happen. I was happy to see Sammy back. I was excited. He's a favorite wrestler of mine. Um, but seeing what was going on, you know, I was I was just waiting for MJF to get the biggest ass whooping of his life. I was waiting for it. But... um. I honestly going into this whole thing, I had no idea what was going on. Um, I didn't expect that for a state for him to create a whole new stable, but um, well, the end result, you know, as I, much as I hated it, it, it was good for the show. Honestly, what I was expecting because they, they kind of felt like they were building up to it is that because you know at some point Jericho's going to have to go off and do the thing that he was supposed to do with Fozzie when he dropped the title to Moxley last February, he was supposed to go on tour. And he was okay. going to take some time away. I thought in my, like, knowing that everything's starting to open up, you know, he's probably going to go and start touring soon. Something that should have happened a year ago. That you were thinking that MJF was going to take over. That's what I thought. I thought they were going to take him out, Chris Jericho. They were going to boot him out, and he was going to take that spot. And it seemed like it was going that way. And then when I saw the video from Sammy Guevara, when he snuck into the room, the locker room, place the camera, and then you got MJF coming in, talking to him, saying, hey, it's time to eliminate Chris Jericho. And yeah. up to that point, we was like, oh, I hate that for you to learn this way. But guys, get him. And when they started, like, you know, getting ready to pounce on uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho, you were thinking, oh, my God, they're actually going this route. And until they turned. And, man, they swerved the shit out of people. Uh, I saw the, like, the chatter after AEW Dynamite that night on Twitter, people Crazy. were legitimately, like, here's the thing. They were shocked, and it, you were expecting negativity. There wasn't any negativity. People were like, wow, this is great. Look, FTR, it's like the four horsemen, but it's five of them. And the thing I'm excited about, well, we'll get into that, because I have a question for you as far as the, one of the members, but 
that's what I was expecting from that. But going on with it, I mean, how do you feel about the people involved in it? And most importantly, to add on to that, are you glad that we're finally seeing Sean Spears involved in something? Because this is a guy with pure talent, and they weren't doing anything with the guy for months. I think this is the perfect time to bring him in. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Got a great stable, build some guys, put some guys in there that you really don't see on the show a lot. It's guys with talent, guys that, you know, AEW sitting there. Well, what should we do with these guys? Perfect right here. Put a couple guys together with MJF, have MJF lead them, have MJF help them against Chris Jericho, who's helping these other guys build up their talent, helping these other guys make a name for themselves in the AEW company. I think it's perfect. I love it. And, and what's funny, I, I love who's involved because of one thing old school. They all have that old school mentality. 100%. You got FTR with the old school uh, values when it comes to tag team wrestling. And me, for you fans, I'll let you know right now, I'm a mark for tag team wrestling. One of my favorite matches of all time is one I was at per, in person. So uh, SummerSlam 1990, two out of three falls, Heart Foundation, Demolition, my all-time favorite tag team match, oh, and probably goodness. easily top three matches of all time. Great storytelling. But they have that values, the old school values. They use the tag rope, something you don't see a lot these days. Then you got... Sean Spears, he has an old school mentality. Yes, they're using a chair thing, but you know what? When you go back 20 years, that was a major thing then. But he holds a lot of the old school values um, that FDR uh, have. Then you got Borlow. He's the muscle. And I think he's an incredible talent. But most importantly, the guy that never breaks character. He's an asshole in and out of the ring and as an MJF. With Tolly Blanchard as like the J.J. Dillon of the modern four horsemen but in this case it's five of them i think this is going to be great it's going to be but and here's the one thing you just saw a double uh double uh change you seen the heels and you just seen the inner circle become faces now it's official because everyone was behind them they would sing chris jericho's theme music and they'd be like this is a guy you're supposed to be hating but yet you're seeing this thing song you're cheering the whole faction. Now you can because now you got the faction that's going to go up against them. I can't wait to see the next chapter in this book. And I'll tell you, this is not going to be something that's going to be done and over with. I think we're going to see a long, long simmer, oh, yeah. long burn. And possibly, are we going to see something at double or nothing? Or are we going to see something at all out? That remains to be seen. But I can't wait to see where they go from here. Any thoughts on uh, that? You have to draw it out. That's my fault. You have to make this. You you started it. Make it a long draw out to something big pay per view. You, you know you're gonna have both teams versus each other, mm-hmm. but draw it out. Keep people excited. Keep people seeing what's gonna happen next. You know, do some one on one matches. You know, make sh- show show everybody's talent first. Show every what everybody could do in singles matches. Build up, you know, attacks backstage, all that stuff, and then build it up to one big epic match that nobody's gonna forget. I love it. I hate MJF. Hope somebody strangles him with his own scarf there. I, I hate him to death, but I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. Hmm. I happen to like MJF. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's it. Straight ending. Bam. Gone. <laughs> well, I told you I was a Hill sympathizer. Um, I'll tell you one match I think they could uh, end a feud. Something they didn't get to do last March. Blood and Guts. Their version of the War Games. They didn't get to do that. And it's funny. They got they got War Games 
Well, the, actually, the Prudential Center, where it was supposed to be in, is September oh. 21st of this year. And they're supposedly oh. going to be holding an event there. Can we, can we finally get it there? Or could we get it all out? Or maybe probably all out. I don't know. We'll see. But all I know, it's the perfect group going up against the inner circle. And now, now you can cheer the inner circle. Anything to add before we go on to number four? Nothing. Let's go. All yes. right. Yes. All right. That was number five on the countdown this week. Great spot. Let's see who made number four. Number four. Number four. Yeah, you heard it right there. We got new and new <laughs> NXT Women's Tag Team Women's. Champions, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Of course, General Manager William Regal introduced the new Women's Tag Team titles to the NXT Universe to start off the show, along with the other announcement of the two-night takeover, but more importantly, the new tag titles. Of course, he awarded the titles to the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, the Women's version of it, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Of course, the Dakota Kai cutting a heel promo saying, oh, we're the best. And it was a good promo, bringing out shots of uh, Blackheart and Ember Moon, challenging them for the tag titles. And, and on the first defense, dropped the titles, the shots of Blackheart and Ember Moon. Now, I have to say this, and I'm going to clip this for WWE. How dare you? How dare you pin someone? They had their shoulders up the whole time, <laughs> keeping the person bridge. Shoulders were up. She wasn't pinned. Dakota, shame on you for not pressing on that, okay? Ooh. So, real quick, what did you think of the match? I thought the match was phenomenal. More importantly, I think, you know, bringing in new women's, or not just the women who had the tag team champions, bringing in the women's tag team champions in general. And I thought that was a great way to, you know, promote that first match. And you just seen, you know, four talented women go at it head to head. I, I thought the match was phenomenal. I didn't think it was going to be that phenomenal because, you know, one thing that I can say that NXT and Impact is doing is they're building up, you know, their divas. They're building them up, bringing in more talent and putting on more phenomenal matches, just like the men's matches. So I, I thought the match was phenomenal. Yeah, the match was really good. And again, the, Ending was a little weird, but I get what they're trying to do. And knowing that what happened afterwards with uh, Eero Shirai uh, challenging Raquel Gonzalez, I see what they're doing with her. I mean, she is a star, and I, I can't wait to see what she's going to do. I guarantee you, probably by the end of the year, Gonzalez is going to be up on the main roster. Well, I got to stop saying that because they're, they're saying NXT isn't really like developmental anymore. You're going to see her on Raw or SmackDown by the end of the year. I guarantee that. They're going to put a rocket and strap it onto her, and she's going to go right to the moon immediately. But, oh. but I mean, I, I'll tell you now, this, like we said, we were discussing this, like NXT, it's probably got the top women's division out of all the brands, out of all the companies right now. And they didn't have a secondary title. And 
I mean, they got some depth that they can pull this off, that they got enough women to compete. You'll get tag teams. You'll get a little factions here and there uh, to compete for the tag titles. But overall, I mean, it's something to do when, if you got the women's title, it's something to do for two, maybe second or third, you know, in that women's division, something for them to do until their opportunity comes. And, I mean... Uh, and again, I'm all. I told you already. I'm a fan of tag team matches. <laughs> so, hundred percent, hundred percent. I love them. Love I'm glad. Them. Yeah, I'm glad they got it. And of course, they they stuck like the. It's a, the white strap. It's the same as the men's, but it's a white strap. I like how they the design of it. I love the design. Very similar to the men's, but yeah, overall, I'm glad they introduced it. They have an incredible division, and that's something they needed to add. And kudos to you know. The guys in charge, Triple H, HPK, um, Road Dog, all the guys involved, William Regal. I mean, I knew they were probably wanting this a lot sooner, but hey, better late than never, right? Oh, man. It's, it's probably one of the best decisions, one of the best plans. They could have executed at the most perfect time. So kudos to all of them. I love it. Love it. All right. Well, we got new tag champions. That was number four in the countdown. Let's see what made number three. Number three. So and there you have it number three on the countdown uh, you still there, Mike? Oh, did we lose him? Oh, number three on the countdown. <laughs> oh, he's there. Okay, number three on the countdown this week. Uh, Io Shirai retaining the NXT Women's Title against Tony Storm, longtime rivals. And of course, it was the first of the two title matches that night on NXT, and Io Shirai retains. Uh, real quick, I mean, it was a really good matchup between the two young ladies. Um, I was fully entertained. I had expectations. I think this match exceeded my expectations. Um, and I, I honestly, it wanted Tony Storm to win. Didn't happen, but overall, great match. What did you think of the match there, Mike? I'm a big Tony Storm fan. That's all I got to say. Okay. story. Big Tony Storm fan. I thought the match was great. Like you said, exceeded expectations. I thought because, like like I said before, I'm not a big Divas match person. You know, I've usually, if I'm looking at a Divas match, sometimes I'll just hit the skip button, you know, or go do something else. But I kept my eyes on this match the whole time, and I thought it was a great match. Everybody should check this one out. Yeah, they told a great story because, again, there is a history between these two. And Tony Storm always, you know, was on top and, and you know the work her work at uh, NXT UK and now that she's over here and I mean she always had a better VO and I'll tell you one thing it, like I said I was hoping she would have won we might get another match this was a it was too good of a match sadly it was on TV we were fortunate to have a great match on one of the weekly shows man was this takeover worthy it was that damn good and I'm hoping that we would get a, a rubber match between them two. I, I want to see another match between them two. You got That's two great. nights of takeover. I want to see these two go out of one more time. 
before, you know, <laughs> one of these go moved up and be destroyed on the main roster. Oh, I got to stop saying that. Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> You're going to keep saying it, though. It's okay. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Well, main, we can't say main roster anymore because, let's face it, they, they say it's not it's not developmental. They don't consider that anymore. So we've been, we've been programmed since 2012 that that's the developmental brand. Up to, what, 2019 when they went on the USA and they went full steam ahead as the third brand. It's basically ECW Part 2. That's what it is, but this time it's way better than the garbage ECW. <laughs> the WWE version of ECW. Let me rephrase uh, Let me rephrase that because I'm a, we're from the Philly area. I grew up on the original ECW, and as incredible as that was, I was freaking disappointed at how they destroyed that brand. <laughs> but go, going back to on the countdown, let's not be negative. I'm sorry. Um, they should have ended the ECW, you know, sooner than they did. But you know, all right, let's continue countdown. Come yeah. On, number number what number are we on? Oh, uh, we're gonna hit number two right now. So number three overall, I can't wait to see where they go from here. I hope to see one more match at the next takeover. All right, that was number three. Number let's two. go to number two. Woo! Tremendous anticipation there by Scorpio Sky. He's got Darby up on the shoulders. He's thinking T K. Oh no! no it's that title. Oh, two. It's gonna work. Oh my God! It's still Darby. The winner of this match and still T N T champion Darby Allen. And there you have it, right there, number two on the countdown this week, Darby Allen. Defending this title and retaining against Scorpio Sky on uh, AW Dynamite. Uh, of course, he was defending the title against Scorpio Sky that won the uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match at the previous pay- uh, at the recent pay per view um, Revolution. And I'll tell you one th- one thing: I was not expecting you were going to expect a great match. You weren't expecting a turn, and boy, did we get a turn at the end of that match. Um, first thing we'll talk about the match overall. What'd you think of the match? I have a question for you. Do you think there was a bad part in that match? For, I, I don't think I don't think there was a single bad part. I was gonna say, I don't recall seeing anything. I think everything worked out. I love the cutter on the outside on the suicide Ooh. dive. I mean, there were so many good spots, but again, oh, sorry for hitting you. I'm there and sorry if you heard that. But uh Again, if you're gonna make those kind of moves, it's gotta make sense, and it, it, it's and they did it. And like when he hit that cutter, what did he do? Immediately inside, sets up for the next move. And it, it, it was it was perfect selling from Darby. He was selling the chest, the sternum, um, from the assault from a Scorpio Sky, but most importantly the ankle. He rolled the ankle, and they said it was legitimate. So at the time, I thought he was just selling, but still. Either way, it was great. Like, he was selling it, and he was selling it perfectly, even though it was legitimate. But, um, yeah, you got to love the counters. There were so many counters in that match. And, of course, uh, like, my favorite one was the uh, coffin drop into a powerbomb. Power, I was just about to say oh. that. That was one of my favorites because it was so fast. You just seen him set up, and as soon as, like, he, he, he didn't even get a chance to look backwards. He just went, and as soon as his head tilted, Scorpio Sky already was right there. Just turned his head, bam. Ooh, I jumped out of my seat when that happened. Loved it. Oh, it was great. It, it was a show that, oh, he, he had it well scouted, like he'd done his homework on him. 
And again, that's how you protect a finisher too. Like you expect to come in. If you counter a finisher, I never have an issue with that. But when you hit a finisher, it should be a finisher. That that's a rule that I think they should follow I more. Agree. But, I, I agree. But I can't hey, argue with that. Yeah, this one they countered. Um, but then the most important like counter was the uh, roll up counter. Uh, from the TKO that uh, Scorpio Sky was going to hit on Darby. So, I'm going to ask you this quick question. Uh, what did you think of the match ending with an actual wrestling move and not with a finisher? I honestly, I, I'll be honest, when we talked before, you know, like I said, I thought it was a little, you know, with the whole match being upbeat, I thought that was the ending was a kind of eh. But after watching it a couple more times, I can agree with you that some more ma- you know, more matches should have like that, be like that. Um, you know, I like the excitement. I like the build up. I like ending with a big finish, you know, crowds going wild and everything, but something like that old school, they should bring old school back more, more nowadays. So, um, after watching it a couple of times, I got into it. Yeah. I, I always like that because they're unexpected. They're unexpected. And I'll give you one example. Um, I was rewatching recently, uh, WrestleMania X7. We're coming up 20 years, you know, since that WrestleMania, the Man. match between Chris Jericho and William Regal. And it threw people off because Jericho beat Regal with a simple roll-up. It wasn't the walls of Jericho. It wasn't any of the other finishers he had, the line salt or anything like that. It was a roll-up. And it, and even threw JR off. He was like, oh, oh, and the match is over. But What just happened? What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, he beat him with a wrestling move. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll give you other classic examples real quick. Like when um, Cody Rhodes beat uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA title back in 2018 at All In. Um, he oh, beat, It was a sunset flip. He caught him, held onto his legs, and he beat him with a wrestle move. He You're beat him with a counter. Memories. Bring huh? back some memories now. Bring back some memories. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I felt sad because it was like you knew it was the first father-son to ever hold the uh, NWA world's title. Dusty Rhodes held it, and then the Sunday, but it, it, that was a great moment. But yeah, I mean, that's just one of many examples that I like. I like moments like that because it's unexpected. I mean, you hit a finisher, it's like, oh, right, it's over. Or it's that possibility where it's the finisher is not the finisher. This one, he, he beat him with a counter, and it, he outsmarted him. For that one moment, he outsmarted him. It doesn't hurt Scorpio Sky, but at the end, you got the turn, so it didn't even matter anyway. Because he got yeah. fired. And I don't know if they're going to go full heel. Or this could be like, oh, he just let the emotions get the best of him. And he, he you know, he got to the back. And he's like, oh, he calmed down. He's like, oh, God, what did that do? That remains to be seen. We'll find out, obviously, on Wednesday night on Dynamite. If we get answers to what he has done uh, to Darby Allen after that match. Um, is there anything you want to add before we go on to the number one spot of the countdown? Uh, I just think the ending, you know, you saw Scorpio Sky, you know, he started looking at his hands and he was like, what did I do? But then you saw him roll his hands and you saw him get that, like, you know, like, you know, brought the tongue out and everything, that dirty look, like he was ready to be healed. So I'm excited to see where they go next with this on Wednesday night. Yeah, you can see like he did grin, but again, you don't know where if if he's going to, if they're going to go full, you know, heel mode with him, like if they're going to make him a complete heel. Um, we kind of saw that recently with uh, Private Party, with Matt Hardy. He was corrupt in their minds, and they when they finally did the, um, oh, I forgot what they did exactly. I'm sorry. Um, they I'm did something. They, they did something here. I'm sorry for my. 
And then, old man moment there. I'm sorry. Um, but when they smile, it's like, oh, 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 they've been corrupted. They're gone. Yeah. Now, he may have done that. We don't know if he's, if he's going to come out of it and then be like, yeah, yeah, screw Darby Allen. This is my time. And again, he was a heel before. And we always say if you, the biggest baby faces were heels before that. So is this his time as a solo guy while Frankie and um, Christopher Daniels do their tag team thing? He's going to go off and do his solo thing. Is this the path they're going? It remains to be seen. And I'll tell you now, he's deserving of it. Because it seems like they were going to do it a year ago. Because they were doing the um, vignettes with him before the uh, COVID happened. Yeah, I don't I remember remember that. Oh, you I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, it seems like they were going to go to that. But, yeah, we'll see where they go now. It's a, it's a whole new book they're going to be writing. And are we going to see a heel Scorpio Sky? Or a guy that came to his senses realized he made uh, a bad uh, error in judgment? <laughs> And act it out. So we'll see. That remains to be seen. We'll see it Wednesday night. That was number two in the countdown. It was a hard. It was really hard to come up with number one. But here's our number one. Number one. And Apollo buddy seen it goes. Back into the ring. Balor remembering all those super kicks. Always wanting to prove the best. To be the best. Because the world watches the Prince. Who delivers the coup de grace. Cover the count. Finn Balor retains. And there you have it right there. Number one on the countdown this week is the NXT title. Between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. And it's the second title match of the night on NXT. And it was the second time these two went at it. Well, third if you want to count the uh, Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match. But each time they put on incredible performance. Of course, they did it this time. Balor gets the win when O'Reilly distracted Cole. Allowing Balor to hit the 1916 and then the coup de grace. They put the icing on the cake. Retains the title. I'll tell you. What an incredible match. The attention to detail, the great false finishes, and of course, we got to finally see the end of the Undisputed Era. So, my first Ugh. question for you, my friend Ugh. How do you feel about the match? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Obviously, you had to like it if it's level one, but what do you think of the match overall? I'm still getting depressed over you saying the end of the Undisputed Era. Um, it saddens me. But the whole match, whew, and here's my word again, phenomenal. Uh, Finn Balor kicking out of all Adam Cole's finishers, Panama Sunrise, running kick. Um, Adam Cole threw everything at him. And I, and I got to say, as much as I don't, you know, I don't like Adam Cole being heel. Um, you know, well, he was a good heel, but as much as I don't like him being heel, I think, you know, I, he did an amazing job in this match. Um, but Finn Balor deserved to stay champion and come out on top. But every part of this match was, was amazing. Um, so to, to both of them, the whole match, yeah. Top. Well, top it, it deserved to be number one on the list. Yeah, and going back to what I was saying with the, the great attention to detail, 
Cole hitting the last shot on Balor's injured jaw and the way he sold that. They were, he, he was focusing on that jaw. You're telling the story because we all know what happened between uh, O'Reilly and Balor when Balor got injured with the jaws. And then, like I said, the great false finishes, one of them being the crossface. I mean, you, you would think we were going to get a new NXT champion, but it, it didn't happen. And then, of course, they, they continued the story with O'Reilly and Cole. O'Reilly just coming out and just like staring, staring right at Cole, freaking Cole out, taking him off his game, taking him off the who, who you should have focused on the most, and it ultimately cost him his chance of regaining the NXT championship. But more than just that, there was more just than O'Reilly coming out, distracting Cole, and then at the end beating the hell out of him for what he's done. Another thing happened right afterwards. They cut into... Finn Balor, and he says a simple line, what took you so long? And right behind him is Karrion Cross. My question yeah. for you, are you excited for finally Karrion Cross trying to regain what he didn't lose, what, six months ago? I'm more than excited. I'm surprised they haven't done this sooner, but I guess with all the Undisputed Era things and, you know, Finn Balor just coming back and everything, and I'm excited to see this match happen. I'm even more, you know, just as much as I was excited to see Finn Balor and Adam Cole uh, in another match again, I'm more excited to see Finn Balor and Karrion Cross and see what uh, see what um, way they go down with this feud. Well, obviously, you're going to see Balor Cross at the next NXT TakeOver. Probably night two, that type of match between those two. Karrion Cross, I'm a huge fan of. I was a fan of him when he was Killer Cross over at Impact. And at first, I, when I saw that he was coming to WWE, I was like, please don't put him on Raw or SmackDown. Please don't put him. Just put him through NXT first. I would love to see what this guy could do in NXT. And sure enough, he showed up there. Uh, he beat. He won the title, and unfortunately, he separated shoulder. Bad injury. And it's weird that <clears throat> it's, uh, here's the story that I'm going to like about these two. Okay. Two guys that dropped the title the night they won or the next show. After they won, because similar injury. Because think about it, Balor won the undisputed title. Uh, the, uh, undisputed, I'm sorry. <laughs> Universal title against Seth Rollins. Remember that he injured his shoulder. He had to relinquish the title. The next him. day. Yep. Yeah. It's the same story. So you could go with that. So we only got a few weeks before you know that uh, the two night takeover. But they can still tell that story because they have a similar story, and. As far as the characters, very similar too with the dark. And will we see the demon Finn Balor? We haven't seen it since he came back uh, to NXT. Are we going to see that again? Going up against Karrion Cross, that's been pretty virtually unstoppable when you think about it. The guy really hasn't lost. He took out Tommaso Ciampa in quick fashion in one of his first matches. Going on to face Keith Lee and beating him. I mean, the guy, and then look what he did to uh, Sant uh, Escobar. Um, I mean, it just. <laughs> He's, Anyone he's that's getting, yeah, he, he's, he's killing monster. it. Ah, oh, man, I'm enjoying what he's doing. And the one thing I got to say, damn you, NXT. You're going to break the Undisputed Era up when I just bought the most recent shirt, you sons of bitches. Send it back. Send it back. <laughs> Get a refund. No, it, full refund. No, it's historic. I got plenty of them like this. I'm rocking the uh, Jake the Snake again. I don't know why. Oh, I was rocking that again. Um, I think I wore it on the... Or on a watch along. But overall, it was an incredible match. Obviously, I mean, 
we're going to see Cole and O'Reilly. That's where they're going to go with that angle. Um, Karrion Cross with Balor. But at least we got one more good match with Balor and Cole for the NXT Championship. And they got number one on the countdown. Okay. We already came what The countdown's done. But we still got two more segments. Before we go on to the power rankings, let's go down and count down the top five shows of the week. Yes, sir. Five. Number five this week is Impact Wrestling. It was a good show overall, and it's a sin. Like I said, I do recommend it briefly, but um, it was a good show. You had the Chris Bay Ace Austin match. Everything else was it was good. It was good, but it was number five this week. So sorry, Impact, you got number five. Number four. Number four. SmackDown. Yes. Oh no, no, no! Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yes, Raw, uh, SmackDown got number four. Um, it, it's a sin because I mean you had a great eight man tag. Um, you had a good promo in the beginning, a great Intercontinental title match between Big E and Sami Zayn. But yeah, I mean overall it was a great match. But that's what got number four. Here's number the, three. Number three is Raw, and I'll tell you, we always say that. Raw, it's hard to get through. It's three hours. Is it too much? Is it too long of a show every single week? This two week, they, yeah, two. they did a great job keeping us engaged. They had three great matches that keep us entertained throughout the whole show, and that's what I'm saying. Like if you're able to keep our attention, like they did for me, which is hard, for three hours, Al, you have to be up on the list when it comes to that. Number two. And then number two, AEW Dynamite. The third up for the match with Pete Phoenix and Matt Jackson. Two incredible TNT championship match. Of course, it was capped off with a huge tournament event with the Inner Circle and MJF's new faction. That's why AEW was number two. Not a boring moment in AEW this week. No. And then, of course, number one this week is NXT. You cannot argue that with the introduction of the women's tag titles. Two new tag champions right after that on the first defense. To an incredible women's title match between Io Shirai and Tony Storm. Capping off with the main event of Balor Cole with O'Reilly. And of course, Karen Cross getting involved at the ending of the show. Overall, I mean, it, it is undebatable. And of course, we would like to hear your uh, top five shares of the week. And you can hit us up at on Twitter at squared. Top 10, give us your top five shows of the week. Now, we just capped off the top 10 countdown, and we just did, uh, of course, the top five shows of the week. Let's end the show with our first edition of the Power Rankings. Woo! Okay. Well, number five this week for me is Big E. Great title uh, defense against Sami Zayn, and he had I had no choice but to put him on there. I'm enjoying what he's doing, especially in this icy title run. We talked about the singles run, the much-needed singles run for Big E, and this is it right now, and it's just the beginning, but he had a good match this week. He's my number five. Who's your number five there, Mike? Number five from AEW, Ray Phoenix. This guy, I feel like he doesn't have enough shout-outs. You know, um, his name's not out there enough. But the match between him and Matt Jackson this week on AEW, back and forth. Again, another high flyer. 
over top of the ropes, under the ropes, jumping, flipping, everything you would want to see in a wrestling match, this guy put on a show this week. One of the, my favorite parts in the match, when Matt Jackson super kicked him, he just bounced off the ropes like it was nothing, kicked him back. He kicked Ray Phoenix again. Ray Phoenix just did a flip up real fast and kicked Matt Jackson back. I loved it. I was excited. Ray Phoenix is my number five of the week. All right. Well, number four for me this week is Iro Shirai. Of course, they're a great, great title defense against Tony Storm in a really, really good women's title match. Um, and it, it's weird that a, a match like that, and she only gets number four. So, I mean, that's saying how hard it was for me to come up with this uh, top five power rankings, but she is number four. Who's your number four this week? Scorpio Sky, number four. It was hard. I was trying to put him up there further, but um, just as match with Darby Allen, the performance he put on, but what made me put him in my top five list was the heel turn at the end. Just locking in that, um, locking in that lock on Darby Allen at the very end and just the look in his eyes. Just just the look. Like the, like he he loved torturing him. Um I did number four for me this week, Scorpio Sky. All right. Number three for me this week is uh Darby Allen. Uh of course great match with Scorpio Sky defending it, uh his TNT championship and successfully winning. Not only that, he had a great uh street fight with uh with Stain at the this past week's uh, pay per view at Revolution, but amazing again we try to focus on the weekly shows. Um, okay, I, I don't know. We will discuss whether if we're going to add pay per views to our countdowns. Maybe we might we'll discuss that later on. But um, but yeah, overall, he, he had a great match. And again, we've said there was nothing false. There was nothing bad. Not a dull spot. Not a you know boring spot. It, it was nonstop action. Everything worked out perfectly it was great win psychology and of course he's on top and he's still a champion who's your number three number three on my list this week is finn Balor. um like we were talking about earlier one of my favorite parts in the match was his cell on the jaw when he put him in that crawl space and he was in there for a while everybody thought he was going to tap out but he hung in there strong um adam cole seemed uh Kyle O'Reilly come out with that turn, the distraction at the end with Karrion Cross. Finn Balor just had a lot more over top of Adam Cole in that match, and that's what made my top list. All right. Number two for me this week is Finn Balor. Great oh. title defense, and like I said, we discussed the match. We couldn't put that match over any more better than what we did. So, yeah, like I said, he's my number two. Great title match. Against an opponent like Adam Cole, that's enough said right there. Who's your number two? Drew McIntyre made my number two because I don't even know how he survived those steel steps. Like, that was crazy, that ending. Um, I thought they were going to keep going somehow, but um, it was just all um, Claymore kick, one of my favorite finishers. Um, just the way he executed in that match against Sheamus with the kendo sticks, all the weapons, back and forth. I that's what made my um, Drew McIntyre number two. His performance overall. Mhm. Well, yeah, I love the fact that yeah, you picked him in your top. Drew McIntyre. I mean, he, he. I've been enjoying his work. So, but it it was hard. I mean, it was great. One thing I realized though, recently, like just now, I didn't even put Lashley in here, and I felt bad. But I'm sorry, my number one. In the first ever edition of my version of the Power Rankings, 
is the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart. I mean, it was a great match overall, and it's historic. Even though you had Raquel Gonzalez and um, Dakota Kai that were pretty much handed the titles because of them winning the tournament in the Dusty Classic, they came out with those tag titles that very night against someone like Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, which I will tell you right now, that's a big feat right there. Those two, they're not pushovers at all. Nope. And they came in there, challenged them, and won. Who's your number one there, Mike? They're going to kill it, though, too. They're gonna, seriously, the Moon and Shotzi, I'm, I'm scared of them, and I'm a man. Um, my number one this week was Ace Austin. Now, be honest, you know, Impact, you know, isn't my first wrestling show to go to. Um, you know, I usually don't watch the whole episode all the time, but this match, this match is what's going to bring more people plus myself into watch you know, Impact more. Um, Ace Austin is a top performer. That, you know, they should bring him up more. Um, finally, giving him, you know, he got the win over TJP. Um, but just his performance overall against Chris Bay, I've never seen this guy pull off the moves I've seen. I've seen, I've always loved wrestlers who do those high flyer moves. He took the word high flyer to a whole nother level in this match, especially when he went over the top rope of Chris Bay backwards, basically. Um, he made my number one phenomenal job. All right. Well, you know what? Good choice right there. And again, I highly recommend that show. That's a show that is completely underrated. They don't get the recognition they deserve. And I'll tell you now, I mean, with this whole, um, the partnership with AEW and uh, New Japan, you're going to see a lot more eyes on the product. And a lot of people are going to realize, holy crap, I've been missing out on this. You're gonna get. You're gonna see a lot of that in, in the upcoming weeks. Oh, yeah. All right, so that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We gave you our top ten moments. We gave you our top five shows and our power so, rankings. <laughs> so, one thing we want to say before we end the show: we're not the authority. Okay, this is our list. We want to hear your list, and you can hit us up on Twitter at Squared Top Ten. Of course, you can listen to us. On all podcast platforms every Tuesday. And most importantly, you can watch us live, live on Facebook, on Facebook Gaming under Blueprint Entertainment. So, Facebook Gaming, Blueprint Entertainment. He, our buddy Mike, he does a uh, show on Tuesday nights. Currently, he's doing the Telltale series with the uh, Walking Dead. So, if you're a fan of that franchise, if you're a fan of that show, I would implore you to. Go over there and check it out every Tuesday. And us, we're normally going to be on Sunday nights. We had a technical hiccup this past week, or last night. Mainly my fault, but here we are. Uh, we're going to be doing it every Sunday at 8 p.m. This is the first edition. I think it turned out pretty good. We had a couple hiccups, but we'll look back at this a year from now going, wow, this was garbage. <laughs> we're, we're learning. We're learning. Little by little, we're learning. <laughs> Oh, I mean, this was good, but I'm comparing, like, just imagine a year from now. We'll look back at this, and I guarantee you that would be the first words we say. Ooh, this is us. <laughs> Going from what we are now to that is what I'm saying. But, hey, man, it was great. Reminiscing this past week of uh, wrestling, I can't wait to see what uh, all the shows. Actually, as a matter of fact, when I get off, I'm going to be watching Raw and see what happens. Live right. right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. It's Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
for another edition of the Squared Circle Countdown. Till then, take it easy, my friends.